have just a bit of a yak then. Let's oh, see what conversational like. yakage. Feels like it's been really lo- like a really really long time it since has we did been this. Been a really long. I, mean, I, I have been away for three weeks. Yeah, but sometimes when we do this and it's been like a month, it you just sit down and you go, oh, "This feel this is back to the thing we do." Yeah. And this is just like, do we do this? Is this, is this what, what is this thing? thing I'm talking into? Well, let's see how it goes. All right. Welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. I'm Carl Noble. And it's been a while. It has but been back. a while. We're back. Yeah. In, yeah. in what I'm going to call the studio. Uh, it is kind of like a studio. <laughs> yeah. We've got microphones. It's warm. Yeah. but It's a bit yeah. too warm. Yeah. It is, but <coughs> with the window open, it's, it's, it's pretty blowy out. It is <laughs> pretty blowy. Like, <laughs> uh, so... Uh, you know, you've been you've been trapped in an oil rig, and as a result, I'm more likely to have listened back to the episodes that we recorded a month ago. So uh, tell me where we're at. I remember Porky and Daffy having a bit of a to do. Yeah, so the, the, they were um, they were well, Por- Porky was a contestant on Daffy's game show, and it yeah, okay, as, yeah. As, as 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 far as we um, concluded, it was an interrogation. And they were trying to find out which Porky it was by just asking him random questions. And we were go- we were hoping that he was going to go, and which Porky are you? But he didn't. He was basically just torturing Porky. Yeah. Um, and and the, I think it ended with um, Porky essentially becoming, well, he won all of this money. He won millions and millions of dollars and then bought... And he bought the station. The, he bought the station. For that, that precise the, quantity of money. Yeah, for that exact quantity of money. Um, like literally down to the penny yeah because they, they it was an absurd it was it was one of those sort of just over a round number yeah. sort of amounts and i like because we, we concluded in the end that it's set up yes it's it, so it, that it, the agency it, has some like just knowledge of where porky is and, yeah, what he's and, up to. and what he's up to so they've essentially put him into a position where he owns a station now and I suppose that allows them to kind of at least control what he's doing to a certain level. Well, it's not like it's like it's like being able to monitor all his communications because yes. he'll think he's like you know putting out uh, his, these, message, his, his message because he's the owner and he's uh, you know to start his new empire. Yeah, uh, and actually the agency has you know complete complete tabs. Yeah, because I mean the thing is, is uh, as far as he's concerned, this is going out nationally. Whereas to be honest, it's probably not being broadcast to anybody. But it's interesting because, like, that when they set the amount that he would buy, be able to buy the company for, they'd clearly second guessed him several times. It's yeah. like, okay, well, he's going to he's going to haggle it up by a tiny amount, yeah, and then we're going to have to look like we didn't want to get bought, and then he's going to have slightly enough, slightly yeah, more than enough money, enough. and and it's, it's going to come off with that hitch because yeah. he's got to feel comfortable doing all his dictatorial Porky yeah. the Third stuff in this controlled, like almost Truman Show esque environment. Do you think that maybe the agency are going to start using that channel as a way to kind of maybe control the masses a bit more? Well, I'm wondering if, yeah, they've tried to harness the, uh, like, uh, just charismatic power of Porky the the Third. Porky the Third. Yeah. uh, For a controlled 
end game. Like, yeah. It's a, so yeah, possibly, but uh, I mean, we'll see. It, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting dynamic. Porky the third back in the focus, back in the limelight, um, and back in charge of a, a whole station. Yeah. And, I mean, we assume that, that they managed to pull um, Daffy out because Daffy was in a bit of a predicament because Porky started doing all of the things to Daffy that Daffy was doing to Porky. But but then Daffy we know, we ends know episodes that Daffy like that take all it. the time. Like Daffy ends up in like genuine peril at the end of a yeah. At the but end of an but he always constantly. manages to come out of it. Oh, and we also uh, noted in one of the episodes uh, Daffy's prosthetic beak. Yeah, again, Daffy's, <laughs> Which he lost Daffy's in the war. beak was blown off in the war, yeah. and actually, Daffy's just this sort of like, black, <laughs> sloping sort of yeah. tube creature with a beak on the front. Yeah, but uh, he's got a prosthetic beak. He does look um, hard without it. We also um, had uh, Foghorn Leghorn. Uh, he was in with a cat. Yeah, um, uh, and they were chasing. They were after. They were a trying worm. to split a worm, but yeah. I, I, I don't know how much effect that has it, it had very thing. little effect um but it's mainly it was um we were looking at that episode and it was largely about a lot of these things being in the south because that's where we left bugs bunny the week yeah, it was before hillbilly hair yeah there was dog gone south which dog, was like, also like colonel shuffle yeah like, dog gone south was, was brilliant because i just love charlie hello i'm post <laughs> so, <laughs> it like, was great yeah, it, so we've definitely definitely shifted focus to the south, and I don't think that's going to change much now because we're uh, going to watch Bunker Hill Bunny, which is Bugs Bunny and Yosemite Sam number. Yeah. Now we know they've had this sort of feud across the ages. Yeah. And, like presuming this is going to be a, a civil war number, and I think we all know which side Yosemite Sam's going to be on. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, let's uh, check it out. We're watching uh, Bunker Hill Bunny. Uh, which is a Bugs in your 70 Sam number from September... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try again. September 23rd, 1950. Nailed it. Not the Civil War then, but the American Revolution. Yeah. I misremembered what Bunker Hill was. And it would, seem, <laughs> it, would, it would seem that it is not um, the English. I mean... Because Yosemite Sam was there, and his last name was not... It was very know. It was very German again. Yeah. It wasn't Schultz. No. But, you know... But I'm thinking, it, like, he, he, he must go through several uh, last names just because he doesn't want to become across as, a, like, immortal. Yeah, but at that point, you'd still have a mix of, uh, like surname like it wouldn't be everyone on that side would had a british surname no that's true like because it's still people have li- like yeah. people have lived in america for a, a while yeah like, but we, we we had no indication there that it was you know uh britain versus america because it that was just yosemite sam versus bugs what's interesting is it said 1776 at the start yeah but bunker hill's 1775 so it's they either delayed it or I prefer to think because there wasn't anyone else in those forts no that, <laughs> they were just still going it, it, finished, I mean, like, it finished a year ago yeah I mean the thing is, is they, Yosemite Sam is still like what yeah <laughs> what up uh, but I mean like they don't their timeline is not always the same as our timeline yes that's like, true that, that, that thing, I think it's major events that happen here have some sort of mirror yeah there's some in, echo in, in, in their world but it's not necessarily, you know, we don't know that America was settled by, you know, whoever, like in the Tooniverse. Like it could have, uh, 
we don't even know if it's America, really. Like, it could just be. Yeah, we, I mean, this is really anything. the first uh, evidence we've had that um, there ever was a revolution. That there ever was a revolution, and possibly it was humans. I mean, uh, humans no, versus we've seen animals. the ghost. The ghost of George Washington. He turned up. That is, but true. then he was very human. Hmm. So was he our George Washington? Well, that, yeah, like, was it the ghost of our George Washington? <laughs> we haven't seen Tooniverse George Washington, although for some reason. In my mind, somewhere, I have a picture of Bugs as, like, General Washington. Yeah. Like, at some point. I don't know why. It just feels like yeah, that's a thing that's happened. Yeah, he does dress up as But he does dress up a lot. So it's like... <laughs> yeah, just, it's like do they he? even have one? Yeah, Maybe well, that's not. it. Like, <laughs> because, like, like we, we, we can't just assume that, you know, it's everything that happened in our world is happening in their world. Like I say, I think there is, as you say, echoes of the the big events in our world echoes in theirs and we know the world war second world war um, but there was direct <clears throat> transfer during yeah, the second world war yeah. like hitler hitler went to the two universe yeah. and goering went to the two universe like. so is it possible that you know george washington went to the two universe i mean yeah i mean like, like they must have seen him somehow but yeah. we, we know the portal works both ways to some extent yes um so maybe our george but, washington was a tune <laughs> so maybe it's exactly the other way around. But he was so harrowingly human in that movie. He, he was so scarily we're, human. We're talking about a really early episode. It's like a young Porky and he's trying to learn the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. Uh, and he's visited by a like harrowingly Horrible realistic <laughs> tune George Washington. Uh, and that's really the only other George Washington appearance. Well, yeah. like... Uh, uh, American Revolution sort of appearance we've seen at all. Yes, yeah. Uh, it does kind of surprise me that Yosemite Sam was on that side during the revolution. Because I, I, but then again, I've always seen Yosemite Sam as very American, and we know now that he, like in pretty yeah. much every era when he takes a surname, it's very German. Yeah, it's odd, <laughs> but. It's like- well, I mean, we'll. I, I'm sure we'll find out more because I mean, there's definitely going to be more things i'm really just think we should start making lists of yosemite sam's last names yeah i think we'd need more archives but then we've we've said this before should should we get onto like we still have that we still have that wiki just knocking around like slightly done after the first couple of episodes just knocking around we need somebody else to do this for us really like we, we we do the legwork we're the, we're, just the face, fill- we're the face of it. Yeah. We need other people to we need, do we the admin. We need staff. <laughs> we need a staff. We need to, like, we need to, you know. If only we were making money out of this, we could <laughs> if, pay if somebody. Only, if only. <laughs> well, the good thing is, is um, Space Jam 2 has been announced. Yeah, so and, we've got time. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> I'm thinking Space Jam 2 is coming about. People are going to start. But there's more Looney like, Tunes coming. It might have already, already be out. We're not allowed to watch it, so I, I, I no. can't really find out. But I, I know they were sort of rebooting it probably in the run-up to more Space Jam. Probably. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be doing this for a long time uh, because uh, the first Space Jam, you know, is, is no longer the end point. It's not, no. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, enjoy that. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try and piggyback that a bit, maybe make some of that good Warner Brothers dollar. Yeah. Um, but until then, I think we've got to do, do it on our own. I think we do, And unfortunately... Yeah that means that that wiki is just going to rot in the dark corner of the internet. We might get round to it. <laughs> we 
might. We might get round to it, you know, when we haven't got other things on. But yeah, like, it's just every time we say we should start making a list of this. We and don't. The other. There's a book somewhere of good, useful stuff. Where's that? I think I think it's, um, <laughs> it has been reused for some role-player game or something. <laughs> Great. <laughs> We I'm, couldn't I'm, even keep one book no. of just notes for this no, in a place because we never we never take notes. <laughs> we just like that. Like it may surprise everyone to know that we just remember all this shit, <laughs> or sometimes don't. Or don't. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the time, don't. <laughs> but you know. <sighs> oh well, uh, we'll try we... and do better for you and for us. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, like we, we haven't done the rundown of the episode or anything. <laughs> it's Bunker Hill, <laughs> but. So far as I can tell, about a year after it happened, yeah. Yosemite Sam is on the, the British side. Uh, Bugs is... Well, Bugs doesn't really have much uniform going on. He has a hat. Yeah, he has a hat and he's got his ears tied back in a bow. Yeah, so like, it, like we assume like he's on the revolutionary side, but he might just be a free agent with a fort. Yeah, I mean, because the thing is, it does look like a fort that he's just built, because it's just built out of wood. Yosemite Sam has a... Um, a stone fort. His looks a little bit more permanent. Yeah, he is the eponymous bunker. Yeah, so um, like, it's it's basically just a backwards and forwards cannon fight. Um, yeah, Bugs's hand-eye coordination is spot on. Yeah. Like he is on, he can fire a cannonball into another cannon. Well, and also, and also when one's fired a, back, just yeah, move a just cannon, just catch it in a cannon, yeah. and then shoot it back. So yeah, like Bugs is on point. Now, as to why he's there, I don't know. Yeah, is I it, mean, it, like, why are either just, of them there? Well, I mean, well, the thing is, is, we know might have just been left... just going through time. Yeah, and he might, like, to be fair, uh, like, once the Battle of Bunker Hill proper has happened, yeah. like, you know, maybe maybe it was actually just a quiet and derelict place that he could hang out in. Yeah, I mean, like, 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 until like Bugs do you think Bugs has gone back to key points in Sam's history just to challenge him? Possibly, but also there's the level, like, Sam has the uniform, uh, yeah. And I wonder if he was just like, you know, yeah, that, that's your post. You do, you do Bunker Hill. Yeah. We're, we're, we're off. Yeah. Bye. Like, maybe, I just, maybe he's just not much liked in the ranks of... I mean, that's not surprising. Because at this point, we've got to... I mean, we didn't get a date in 1776. No. But, so I'm presuming this is still pre-Declaration of Independence. Yeah. Like, not quite done yet. But maybe it's not. Maybe it's... Yeah, but look, 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 maybe look. it's happened. And yeah, and and Sam just won't let go. Yeah, because he is tenacious. Yeah, that's one way of putting it. <laughs> immortal it helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. like being immortal helps tenacity. It, it really does because <laughs> like, you can really, you can really, really see a job through, can't yeah, you? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, like yeah, his motives for sticking around there are hazy and bugs like. At this point, I'm, I'm trying to work out if Bugs is trying to steer him in a certain direction or it's just trolling him through time. Because, like, you know, in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and I'm not going to be able to remember the character's name, but there was that character who was, like, he became uh, immortal and yeah. got really, really bored. So he just decided he was going to go around and insult everybody from history in alphabetical order. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, like, I'm wondering if it's it's that sort of a situation for Bugs, where he's, like, sometimes he's just trying to fill the infinite time he's got. Yeah, but the thing is, he does seem... I mean, he seems to be picking on Yosemite Sam quite quite. Yeah, but he's found lot. another immortal being. Well, he, like, Bugs isn't necessarily immortal, but, like... 
you know, he's he's got all of time to play with. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's it's I'm wondering if he's just found a sort of kindred spirit in Yosemite Sam in as far as he's found someone else who has a through line. Yes. Like yeah, wherever yeah. Bugs goes in history, he can find Yosemite Sam. And go, right, I'm go, I'm gonna have some fun with this. It's you again. Uh, like so yeah, I'm I'm wondering if like we've been attributing a bit too much uh like actual forethought to Bugs with regards to Yosemite Sam. Possibly. Or whether it's actually just like that's the only touchstone he has. Yeah, he's just bored. Because it's kind of like, again, it's kind of like the Doctor and the Master. It's like, they're enemies, but, like, they still have that, like, we're, we're the only two. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It, it, it's it's a different light to kind of look at their relationship through, so we'll have, to, we'll have to bear that in mind. Well, it's just in this one, like, it didn't seem to... Like, in previous ones, I felt like Bugs has sort of taught him a lesson. Yeah. Or maybe just maybe just change the way he thinks a bit. And in this one, I don't think no. actually don't think they just fought. Yeah, they just they just had that a fought that a fight and a fought. Yeah, fought a fought fight. A yeah. fought and a fought. <laughs> yeah, the fought and a fought. Yeah. It was good. But yeah, should we move on? Yeah, let's uh, let's move on because uh, I'm I'm quite excited. Yeah. So uh, a long time ago, uh, we uh, watched. It was sort of a Red Riding Hoodish episode. Uh, yeah. And we saw that Granny wasn't in because she was working swing shifts at Lockheed. Yeah. Um, we haven't seen Granny uh, nope. at any point. Because she's been grafting. But we, you know, we all know, because we all loved Sylvester and Tweety Mysteries. Who didn't? Yeah. Right. So uh, we all know Granny's coming into the mix, and that's happening right now. We've got a Sylvester, Tweety, and Granny number. It's the first appearance of Granny in Canary Row from October 7th, 1950. So let's get in amongst it. It's going to be good. Good to put a face to a name. It's great. It is, yeah. I mean, I already knew, but like, it's, it's, it's nice, good to see. Yeah, it, it, it's nice to see her first appearance. It's nice to see her out and about. Uh, she's living in Broken Arm Apartments. Yep. Uh, where she's renting an apartment there. Um, Sylvester seems to be uh, in the building opposite as part of the Birdwatcher Society. Yeah, which I presume he's set up as an excuse to watch directly the window opposite, which is Tweety. Yeah, I mean, like the thing is, we know Sylvester is after Tweety because he's trying to bring down this cult. And as far as we know, Tweety is the head of this Eldritch cult. Yes. Now, what's Granny's role? Well, I don't think Granny... Well, I, I had two feelings about this. Because, okay, so we know... Like, we'd already attributed a kind of dark military past to granny yeah. right uh like lockheed did other stuff but the time it said she was working swing shifts at lockheed uh like was during the war yeah and like i presume at that point you're pretty much talking about making fighter aircraft yeah um but we don't know but at, at that point like she was already granny then yeah okay so she probably had some history in that already like if not in aeronautics then like in the military side yes, of things, yeah, yeah. like military development of something. Uh, so, like, on the one hand, I thought, did Tweety get uh, brought into this world as part of some, uh, like, secret development project? Like, Doom-esque, right? Like, yeah, it's yeah. like, you know... Oh, or can, Hellboy. Yeah, or Hellboy, or... Like, or yeah, like, he was found. Because, yeah, Hellboy was sort of where I was sort of feeling, which is like, you know, obviously... Uh, uh, 
I don't know how truthful it is, but like quite famously, Hitler, uh, you know, had people looking into the the occult. occult. Yeah, uh, and uh, it would seem prudent for someone on the uh, the Allied side to be doing the same. Yeah, and you know, L- Lockheed, maybe, maybe that's where okay. that was going on. Yeah. Uh, so I'm wondering if, like, so that that's that's the where I was going. If I think Granny knows that. Tweety is so. So, so are you suggesting Tweety is essentially Hellboy? Well, I think Hellboy's is a good carer. part, a good uh, level, right? Because yeah. you know, Hellboy is uh, you know Anangan Rama, like his yeah. terrifying demon, and could be awoken and be a, be bad news for everybody. Yeah. But at the same time, doesn't really want to do that. Yeah, it can't be arsed. Like, uh, doesn't really want to be that. Yeah. He's, he's much happier, you know, eating baby Ruths and you know. Smoking cigars. Smoking cigars. Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering, yeah, like, I quite like that as a format for Tweety because it means that Tweety can still be this eldritch being and have at certain points, like, been prominent in that sort of eldritch yeah. cult sort of situation. Possibly not at his own behest. Yeah, but like, he has killed a lot of cats. Yeah. He's, yeah, got, he's got a lot of well, the, death on his hands. So the other aspect is that Granny just plain doesn't know and that Tweety, Tweety plays cute uh, in front of Granny. Yeah. Uh, but at all, the end, Granny Granny's seems... under his thrall. Possibly, but I know. I think like Granny has always struck me as someone with a bit more, like, like would be a bit more resistant to that. I, I know. I, d- I don't feel like Granny's under the thrall, but I... I but the things that like we've only heard of Granny, we've never met her. Like we we know yeah. very little about it. In this, she was actively yeah, and protecting I, Tweety. And I'm definitely doing what you know, kind of said we wouldn't do, which is projecting stuff that I sort of know. Yeah, happens in later cartoons that we don't know yet. Yeah, because uh, the, but the thing is, is like it's very possible that that is where we're at now, and things may change later on in the future. But from from the information we've got. Granny worked at swing shifts at Lockheed during the war, and now she is protecting Tweety from uh, Sylvester so, actively. Okay, so uh, we feel in more the Hellboy side of the thing, like, you know, uh, Granny's broom knows he probably shouldn't be, you know, like, k- keeping these yeah, demon, demons under his control, well, but when, at the same time, you know, he loves it. Yeah, when, she, when, she loves when, when we like saw Tweety doing all of the killing, Granny wasn't there. Like yeah. she wasn't in the picture, so it's very possible that that was when you know he was. He basically just went off on one, and well, that's it. Like this is where this, this is this is where you know Tweety stops filing down the horns, and yeah. like you know he's got a crown of flame, and you know yeah. is is going off on one needed to be. And now and now maybe Granny's found him again and went right, you know. So I'm do we think there's some you. weird giant space crystals? I mean, there very well might be some giant <laughs> space crystals. But what was interesting, actually, is Granny, during this, decided to move out. And she moved out pretty much as Sylvester found them. Yeah. So it was I like, think she oh, I've been rumbled. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. And she, like, like she's on the lab. But Yeah, because the, the, the thing that makes me think that Granny is is more aware of, of Tweety's, uh, like, true... Uh, being yeah. is, is is that at the end like granny was taking just as much pleasure in like frazzling sylvester with the tram car yeah and that, but that see that's not the that's not the kind of thing that you would be doing if you were just trying to curb tweety away from doing bad things that's the sort of thing that like 
somebody under the control of Tweety would be doing. Yeah, I mean, because the, we're going to have to the, watch the, the, how this only, relationship develops. Yeah, the, the the only thing that could be happening is that Granny is also bad. Yeah, it's true. But then, like, you know, how much of that? Like, how long has Sylvester been like hunting them? Like, how how long have they had to move place to place because Sylvester's on the tail? Yeah, but it, like, if you were good and you were thinking, right, okay, I'm, I've got to look after this potentially bad creature and try and keep it on the side of good you wouldn't be actively enjoying well that's what i mean like it's the it was the it was that end bit where it's like now nah, you're you're into this yeah i don't know we'll have to wait and see i mean we're gonna get more of it we know we are we know we get more granny yeah like granny's granny's a, a, a mainstay yeah like it definitely 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 sticks around all the way to space jam so yeah i mean the good thing is is we get to see where sylvester is now yeah we can find out yeah, the immediate whereabouts of Sylvester uh, by watching Stooge for a Mouse, which is a Sylvester and Hector number uh, from October 21st, 1950. You're just going to blow the dust off this old laser disc. Yep. And pop oh, it in the <laughs> laser disc player. Yeah. Because that is the legitimate release of this that we yeah. definitely have. It's on laser disc. Yeah, it's on laser disc. It's called Sylvester and Tweety's Bad Old Putty Tap Blues. Yep. And we couldn't have known that any other way without <laughs> owning a laser disc. Yeah. So <laughs> stick that in your pipe and smoke it. So uh, we're watching Stooge for a Mouse. Uh, it's a Sylvester and Hector number from October 21st, 1950. On LaserDisc. So we've known for a while that like Hector and Sylvester are sort of chums. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Certainly, like it, like they previously been like a work chums sort of capacity, but like they're they're real good buds. Like yeah, this well, episode, the, like they're just you know having so, a nap on each other. Yeah, like Sylvester plumps Hector. Yeah, <laughs> to make him and gives him a little kiss on. on the cheek as well. And Hector's like, "You comfy now, bud?" And he gives him a little kiss on the He's cheek. Like, yeah, he gives him a little kiss. Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was not to be. No, it wasn't. There was but, a there was a two D mouse kicking about. Yeah. So this is the first time we've seen a tune use their you know inherent two dimensionalness. Yeah. Like, it's like two dimensionalness, two dimensionality. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. Like actually in the sort of faux three D tune environment, like he, he goes round a corner. Yeah. Like he's backed up against the wall, like solid snake. Yeah. And he's shuffling around. And as he goes round, he's it's just like he's painted on the wall. Yeah. It's, and it's and like, he does it more than once though. But like this this says to me, like, you know, this guy this guy's a pro. Yeah. Right. Uh do you think so, that's his tune power that he can use that? Yeah, I think so. I think like but, you know, we we've got a we've got a mouse here. Yeah. We're pretty sure there's a, you know, a, a mouse heavy uh death cult yeah uh tweety obviously uh you know has some has some control over that um as the head of this sort of eldritch just force yeah uh but i think after the previous you know run in with sylvester like they've been a bit more cautious yes. and i think they're trying to do something you know proactive uh, rather than reactive, and they like they've seen Sylvester and Hector sort of consolidating their their efforts, yeah. And it's like no, they're getting too close to com- for comfort. Like we can deal with Sylvester coming at us, but like, work, but uh, those two working together, we maybe don't need a bit them much. together. And so I think they've sent in this mouse to 
to break it up because the episode mainly revolves around the mouse like creating a feud between Sylvester. So and he's Hector. like a relationship assassin. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's been sent in to to drive a wedge between them. He does a pretty decent job because he basically just. He starts trying to whisper in the dog's ear, like, oh, he doesn't like you. He, all, all the other dogs in the alley say that you turn soft because you like yeah, a yeah. cat. But the the thing is, is the mouse doesn't know Hector's name because at first he's called him Mike. Mike. And then he calls him Lenny. Yeah, and it's just like, is it, do you reckon he's just gone through a list of different because Yeah, he's been doing this for, <laughs> for ages. Yeah, just trying to wind him up. But eventually just ends up, like, setting up Sylvester... Well, a lot. He'll, he'll normally put a weapon. Well, he started off putting. He put a knife in Sylvester's hand, and then whispered that yeah, he was going to cut your throat. Easily. And like he's having a bit of a nightmare because of this like whispering in his ear. And he wakes up, and Sylvester's got a knife, and that's yeah. the start of it all. But then uh, you know he also uh, bashes Hector with a mallet, and then gives the mallet to Sylvester and runs off. Like just creates this feud, uh, which sort of culminates in. Uh, basically, the mouse putting a load of horseshoes and a boxing glove, yeah. putting it on Sylvester, yeah, tying it onto tying his wrist it onto well. his wrist while he's asleep, and then he goes under the floorboards with a magnet, yeah. and he basically just so Sylvester's sort of stuck to the ground yeah. by his by his boxing gloved hand, yeah. and the mouse just runs down the length of the room with the magnet under the floorboards and makes Sylvester punch. Hector, yeah, yeah. and then Hector will punch Sylvester and fly back against the wall, and the mouse just keeps doing this until they're just unconscious in the middle of the room. Now, the mouse, at this point, sort of just strides across the room. He seems to be heading for some cheese, yeah. so I'm wondering if cheese is uh, how Tweety can uh, control, control uh, mice. So, so he just incentivizes stuff. With, yeah, like, because it's always, it's always that, you know, full-on iconic wedge of cheese. Yeah. Uh, like, it's you know, it's got smell lines, lines coming yeah. off it. And I'm wondering if that's that's how Tweety's uh, like Tweety sort of triggers his sort of sleeper agents. So oh, like, okay. So they're not necessarily. So some are just in the cult and it's fine. Yeah. But others, it's just like I need to activate you and like so someone just pops some cheese there and okay. like and suddenly they're but maybe very suggestible. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's going for some cheese. Uh. But the magnet is still under the floorboards and it pulls a light fitting down and it lands on the mouse. Uh, yeah. Which is odd because you don't often see uh, the, wi- the winner the- get, yeah. to get their comeuppance. Yeah, that that what that was unique because like that happened and I was just like, wow, wow. that I've never seen that in the cartoon before. Yeah, exactly. Action consequence. But I'm wondering if the frivolity of uh, people's actions up until this point has been because maybe the consequences didn't exist and there's been a shift in the. Uh, in the in the paradigm and actually okay. consequences are creeping into the tuniverse so so you think it was all action no consequence in the tuniverse beforehand yeah or very little consequence anyway from somewhere it's like oh shit consequences are occurring mm. well we'll have to keep an eye out for that though. keep an eye out for any consequences you might see <laughs> if you see one raise a flag <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like a red point flag. and shout consequence <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like keep an eye out for any any consequences you see about yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, on the whole, it was a pretty standard sort of episode. But it's just like it seems very directly retaliatory, and it was nice. And it's nice to see that Hector and Sylvester's relationship has, uh, you know, become a, a proper friendship rather. Yeah, like previously- hopefully they'll see the way through this as well. Yeah, I, I hope so because I, I like the vibe. Yeah, uh, they, like they were they're well just together. Chums. Um, uh, just having a little sleep. Yeah. Uh, 
You're really quite nice. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, so I mean, that's about all we got from that. Like, it was like, it was a good episode. I enjoyed it. But yeah. a lot of it was just like going, well, that's brutal. Yeah. Oh, God. I'll keep a hold well, of that thing as a disc, I think. Yeah, put that, let's pop, let's pop it back in its case. Yeah. Pop it back on the shelf. Yeah. The quality of a laser disc is rubbish. It was, yeah, it was <laughs> <shocking>. <laughs> It's like, I can see why that didn't Full take Full definition. Like, wow. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah that's all we've got time for this week if you uh, enjoy the show please please just uh, tell people about it if you listen on iTunes please leave us a review and a rating because it, it it really helps out um, but otherwise yeah just just spread the word if, if, if you like it and you you know it's, there's a high chance other people you know will like it so, yeah, uh, and warn people about consequences yeah and, and just remember to raise a flag if you see a consequence yeah. uh, and then we'll, we'll spot them more easily. Yeah. Uh, so. I mean, if your flag could say the Space Jam Continuum. And yeah. Then, and, and then, and then maybe every consequence like, like, you like, see. Like kaiju.fm, you know, if it just... Yeah, get just, the address. Yeah, all of that on. And then, at least then every time you spot a consequence, you're also advertising the show. Yeah, so that sounds great. Bonus. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, do that. Yeah. Uh, we're going to leave you with some uh, Fats Waller uh, because, you know, we want to end on this nice Sleepy Buds note. Uh, yeah. And what better song than Two Sleepy People by Fats Waller. So, uh you know, it's, it's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. I might go for a nap, actually. Yeah. yeah. After the song. Yeah, obviously. obviously. Uh, but yeah, until next week, uh, have a good one and we'll see you then. Bye. in love to say goodnight say here we are in this cozy chair picking on a wishbone from the frigid air two sleepy people with nothing to say much too much in love to break away and do you remember the nights we used to linger in the hall far 
Papa didn't like you at all, but I was crazy about you, remember? Do you remember the reason why we married in the fall? To rent this little nest and get a bit of rest. Well, here we are, just about the same foggy little fellow, dizzy little dame. Two sleepy people by dawn's early light Much too much in love to say goodnight 